Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. I want to just let everyone know we're wishing you happy holidays from here at Minority Money. Hope everyone is enjoying this time of year, enjoying the time with their family, and really preparing for next year. And with that, what we want to do is this is something we've been doing for a couple of years since we've had the podcast, and we do these mashups. And so every year we do a mashup at the end of the year, and it just gives highlights some of the episodes that we had covering the specific topics that we try to cover in this podcast. And if you're, like I said, a first time listener, or if you've been listening for a while, you know that we talk about family, finance, health, and education. Those are the areas that we really like to focus on. If you haven't had a chance already to listen to some of these episodes, we want to go ahead and put them back on the top of your mind so that you can have a chance to go back and listen to some of our top episodes from 2021. The first episode, we're going to talk about family. So on this one, this episode, it is about family, but it is my story. It's my truth, my story. And that is something that we wanted to touch on on that. We're going to jump right into the episode today. It's going to be with me. And I am going to talk about my story. So I'm going to tell a little bit of background about how I got into the industry, what exactly I had to go through. So this has been on my mind and on my heart for a long time. I spoke to my good friends about it, spoke to my family about it, and everybody thought that this was a good thing for me to share. And we're just going to talk about the obstacles that I had to go through, overcoming those obstacles and living to tell about the story. I had a banking background. So we'll start from there and we'll start after I left the bank. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little nervous sharing this story, but you know, it is what it is. Here we go. We have a baby. We start a business all in September. So we get married September 2nd. We take our honeymoon and then we get back from our honeymoon and we start a business and then we get pregnant that same time while we're on our honeymoon, all in one month, like in 30 days, it was like the craziest 30 days ever. And then we start our firm, we get a new office. So 2017 ends, we start 2018, we make the big decision in our firm to become fee only because we know that people need advice and they were coming to us for advice more than they were for products. And the birth of Gen Next Wealth, Gen Next Wealth opened November 7th, 2017, and we started the firm. And from there, we begin to develop a platform and get our voice out, talking about different things. We started with doing a lot of videos. Many people that listen to this may have heard some of the videos or seen some of the videos I used to post on Instagram all the time. I'm always posting motivational stuff. I'm always posting encouraging stuff. I'm always posting stuff. A lot of people now that hear me talk about this motivation and all this stuff, they don't know that 2013, 2014, I almost lost my house. We almost lost bill collectors called counts were overdrawn. I mean, it was bad. But the only thing we had was the dream of building something to help people with their money. It didn't know exactly how it was going to work out. Didn't know what it was, but I knew that I had to help people. I knew that people of color needed an advocate. They needed someone. They needed it. And I wanted to be that for them. And so we started the Minority Money Podcast. Minority Money Podcast started in 2018. and I can't thank you guys enough for where we are now. 
I think there's so much more for us to do. I think there's so much more for us to accomplish, not only as listeners to the podcast, but as people of color, as minority groups. We have a great responsibility to the other people that are watching us. A lot of people that listen to this show are probably leaders in their respective community, whether you're Black or Latino or Asian or what have you, whatever you are, whatever type of minority, even if you're LGBTQ community, that as well. Like most of the people that I'm finding that are listening to this show are leaders. And you are going to go through times, tough times. You're going to go through some hard times as a leader in your family, in your personal life, in your business life. And all I'm telling you, the only reason I shared this story today, especially during Black History Month, is to let you know, keep grinding, keep fighting, hold on to your dream. Don't let anyone take that from you. That is yours. Guard it, protect it, because I'm living my dream now. And when I look back eight years ago, I never thought I would be here. I never thought that we would be here. Now we're in a place financially that we've never been before. I'm just saying that things are a lot different now. And when I was sitting there and it looked really, really bleak, I'm losing my job at one firm, losing relationship, failed, lose my job, go to jail, (laughs) fail the test that I was trying to take to provide and change things. What am I gonna do? Like the valley of despair. I remember sitting there on my bed, in my room. No one else was there. Tears running down my face, not knowing what I was going to do. House getting ready to be foreclosed on. It was in that moment where I said, you know what? Everything's going to be all right. It's not always going to be like this. This is not a destination. This is just part of the process. This is not where I'm going to end up. This is just a place where I'm at along the journey. This is not where I'm meant to stay. This is just something that I can remember as a jumping off point to the greatness that awaits me. And this is what I'm telling the listener now as you're sitting there, as you're thinking about this, as you've been struggling, as you've been going through hard times, it doesn't matter if it's relationship, it doesn't matter if it's business, it doesn't matter if it's personal, it doesn't matter if it has to do with finances or if it has to do with your health, whatever it is that you're going through right now, find some resolve, find that place, find that place of solitude pull yourself together because everything's going to be all right. The second family episode was creating a proper work-life balance with my wife, Maricela Miles Madden. She came on and was talking about some really, really great things when you're trying to find that work-life balance. So if you haven't had a chance, please enjoy this clip. What we wanted to talk about, like I said, was work-life balance. And one thing that I think about is we're going to lead up to what we had happen this weekend, but When you think about work-life balance, it's so easy to get out of whack with it. So easy just to get throw yourself into work and just not really pay attention to everything else that you may not be paying attention to. And what are some of the things that you do, Madi, to help you with that? Well, some of the things, especially the morning and the evening times, when we're talking about work-life balance, we might be getting ready to go to work and things like that, but taking in those moments with the kids to just really spend a little time, whether it's while you're changing them, you're tickling them, or you're just engaged. And then also in the evening is just kind of putting all the phones and anything, any distractions away between that time that we're home from work and then the time that they go to bed. Because, you know, that's really the biggest times that we have with them when we're at work all day. I know that for me, that helps me be more present and be more aware of the time and how I'm spending it with them to make sure that we are just really 
giving them that that time. The other thing that I wanted to talk about with that work-life balance, as parents, when do you make time for yourself? There's also the work-life, and then you got your relationship balance, if mm-hmm. you will. We were talking about this, and we got the pandemic. Things are open, kind of. You can go out and whatever, but how do you still find time to spend that family time in the pandemic or go out on a date or do anything? And one of the things that we have done, and I remember I was looking through some old Instagram videos that we had, and it was funny that this came up, but it was the daycare date. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The daycare date. So what I want to tell you guys is about a daycare date. So if you have children and they're young enough to go to daycare, it's a great way for you to connect with your significant other is to have a date while the kids are at daycare. This could be a lunch day. This could be something else, but it's just a time for you guys to reconnect and talk about the things that you used to talk about, find out how much you liked each other in the past. But we want you to be able to balance that because we know the saying, you work hard, you play hard. So we know that you're going to go to work and you're going to come home and there has to be some type of way that you can transition from what you did at work Mm -hmm. to what you need to do at home now. And also just like you have the ramp up when you leave from home to go to work or when you start your work day, whatever your routine is. But what we want to be able to do is have you take that moment Mm -hmm. to be able to step away and get yourself in the right mindset to become what you need to be for your family when you get there. The next piece was coming from finance. And so what we were trying to do in this one is we had Jennifer Kenny on. And in this episode, she talks about taking your investing to the next level through impact investing. Hope you enjoy this short clip. Welcome to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. And today, you guys are in for a treat. I know I know, I know, I know, I know I say that, but if I'm lying to you, then let me know. Every time we have someone on, they're pretty good. Today, I'm excited to have Jen Kenning on, and we're going to have a very great conversation around impact investing and a few other things that we're going to talk about, but I'm excited to have her on. So, I mean, I think that's the same thing that we have to look at with looking at the planet globally and how we can help treat the cause and not the symptom. Yeah, we got to be proactive versus reactive, right? We tend to be, let's go in and clean it up versus what if we just prevented it in the first place? We would actually save billions and trillions of dollars if we were actually proactive. So tell me how impact investing can help this. Connect the dots for people because we're talking about impact and, you know, we're going to get there, but impact investing, we talked about the global community. We talked about protecting the planet and how decisions can impact other people. And we've talked about inequalities from the pay gap to housing to, you know, we've talked about a lot of things. Why is impact investing a tool that we can use to help? So this isn't just for the wealthy. Do you see this with certain Gen Zers that are out to really get us to focus on the climate and gun control and different initiatives? So you're seeing this across all the different generations. It's just we look at it from a different lens or different viewpoint. So those are some of the myths, returns, products. It's just for the wealthy, or I need to bifurcate things into buckets when we've already spent a lot of this podcast talking about let's break down the silos, let's break down the buckets, let's be interconnected. Another one was from Lauren Williams. She talked about how to be a champion. Lauren Williams is an Olympic gold medalist and all around 
badass. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to this, please enjoy this short clip. I hope you guys enjoy this celebration of Black history by Minority Money. We got some very, very fun episodes planned for you. And we are going to do our version of how we are going to celebrate Black excellence during the month of February. Hope you enjoy these interviews. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Today, we're going to be joined by Lauren Williams. And you may recognize that name because she's been on the show before, but I think even more so than being on the show before, you might recognize her name from some of the Olympics. So today we're joined by our Olympian, Lauren Williams, also a CFP, also just an all-around badass, and Black girl magic is popping over here. So glad to have her on. Lauren, welcome back to the show. So talk to us a little bit about student loan. So, you know, right now we're in the midst of COVID. A lot of people have been able to take advantage of $0 payments and no interest accruing if they have federal loans. And that's really cool, but also... It's not cool if you don't take advantage of it and use it as a strategy. So one of the biggest strategies is if you are really physically able to pay these loans down, I um, mean, you already have a clear plan to pay the loans down, then you should have, you know, taken any extra dollars you had and taken advantage of 0% interest and been just chucking money at this. So while it's fun to like not have to pay your student loans and to forget about them for a while, if you're not actually in a financial position where, you know, you're struggling because of what's happened because of COVID, then you really want to be attacking the loans during that time. Now, on the flip side of that, there are a lot of people who have borrowed and their income is not going to ever get to a point where they're going to be able to pay their loans in full. And I think it's a harsh thing for some people to kind of come to their reality. Like they're just working so hard, like $50,000 a year and they owe $400,000 on their loans and they're still just, you know, trying to chip away at it. But it's absolutely unrealistic that you're going to pay the loan. So kind of the rule of thumb is if you owe twice as much as you make, you should be working toward forgiveness on your loan. And when you're working toward forgiveness on your loans, you want to pay as little as humanly possible toward them and use the difference to kind of set yourself up for a nice financial future. So start getting that money saved up for your emergency fund. Start getting that money for, you know, your 401k or whatever retirement plan you're contributing to. And another cool thing is that your retirement plan. So one of the things, like top thing people say when they come to me for student loans is, you know, my student loans are ruining my life. They're not allowing me to save. And I just want to get rid of them. Like, they want me to have a magical wand that makes them go away. And it's like, it doesn't work like that, but they don't have to stop you from saving. So putting money into a 401k, 403b, a traditional IRA, any pre-tax contributions that you can make towards your retirement is going to one, lower your adjusted gross income. So you're going to pay less taxes on that money. And then two, they use the adjusted gross income to calculate your student loan payment if you're on an income-driven repayment plan. So an income-driven repayment plan is what you should be on if you are in one of those scenarios where I just talked about, like, you owe double what you make, even 1.5 times what you make. If it's significantly more than your earnings, you're probably going to be going for forgiveness. And this is a way to even further lower your income, pay less on the loan, maximize the forgiveness, and still be putting money away for your retirement so you're not being messed up by your student loans. You're actually being helped. When we touched on the health part of the podcast, we wanted to talk about this. And this is another episode that Madi came on and she talked about how to fit back in those jeans. And so she talks about her workout routine and what she's doing there. And I think it's, it's very, very important to get moving and get something going. So I hope you enjoy this clip here. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Finishing up the month of May. Today, actually, this recording will come out on Memorial Day, but today is actually Emlyn II's birthday. He is turning three today. 
And just wanted to give him a little birthday shout out. And we have a special guest that is joining us again. She hasn't been on in a while, but we are happy and excited to have. I am back. So we wanted to have, wanted to bring the show on and have my wife come back on because she's just fabulous. But we wanted to have her come on and talk a little bit about some of the things that we've been doing here at home and some of the things she's been doing. And I just wanted to have a fun episode today because we haven't had her on in a while. So I'm excited to have her on and, and hear what she says. It was incredibly hard to get her booked to get back on the show, even though we live in the same house. She's just a busy lady and didn't have as much time. Yeah. Hi, guys. So I've been on a few times on the show already, and we've recorded a few different episodes, one of which was a journey from my family to the U.S. Another time was with one of our marriage or he's a therapist. I've been on a few times just to put in my two cents and just a little bit of feedback on some of the things that maybe my story even so in my journey. I'm just really glad to be back on and talk a little bit about what we've been doing during the pandemic. And now as everything's opening up, just some of the stuff that we've been trying to do to stay healthy and on track. We got our kids that come and work out with us. They're usually jumping on one of us. So it makes the workout a little more intense, but that's good. It's just one of those things when we're trying to create something here. Now the kids know that moving is a part of what we do. Getting out and being active is a part of what we do. He wants to be outside and he wants to take walks and he wants to be a part of the physical activity that we're doing here. And I think that's awesome just because it creates a healthy environment and it just mm-hmm. trains them the way that they teaches them the importance of, of physical activity. Mm-hmm. What other areas do you think this is impacting? No, I mean, I, well, well, yeah, I mean, going back to the eating, I mean, you'll see him go have a whole filet of tilapia. I mean, what three-year-old is going to typically going to sit there and want to have some tilapia? I mean, he's not always the best on the veggies, but seeing him kind of his palate be at that level now, it's just exciting because you always hear these parents struggle with what they're going to feed their children, or maybe it's just, a peanut butter and jelly or all these other things, but he'll sit there and have that. And just the same thing with little Isela. I mean, they're not very picky eaters. And I feel like it's just because we mix things up for them and we show them it's going to be this, it's going to be that. It's not always going to be fast food or something that we buy, but it's something that we're going to make. And even incorporating them into the making of the food, he'll come up and say he wants some huevitos or something, and he'll help me crack the eggs and it's just stuff like that. But the biggest thing I think I feel that helps us and makes us get to our goals is when we're together. And you'll see couples, you know, that whenever it's a team effort, whenever both of them are on the same page, I feel like it just changes everything. It makes everything just become more of a reality instead of more of a struggle to try and do this because one spouse is wanting to do something different than the other. And I think that's what's made our routines and our systems work. This one was another one for health, and this is your ultimate guide to travel hack, right? Every year, people want to go travel. All the time, people want to travel, but they always or sometimes may not have the resources to do it or not have, you know, some of the guides to travel hacks. And on this episode, Julia Menez really lays it all out for you with very simple steps to follow and how you can start using her travel hacks. Hope you enjoy this clip. So Julia and I met on social media, we met on IG, and I seen some of the stuff she was doing. She does some travel hacks. And as soon as I seen it, I was like, 
travel hack. We got to have her on because I know one of the largest goals for most of my clients as a financial advisor, one of my largest goals that they have is traveling. Everybody wants to travel, right? And so today we are hoping that Julia, or we know Julia is going to make traveling a little easier for us. So you kind of explain what travel hacking is, but is there anything else that you would say if you're trying to get the whole, that you feel like there's anything you left out on travel hacking and what it exactly is just for someone that might not know? Yeah. So like I said, travel hacking, it's getting free travel through the benefit programs. I think it's really important to specify what travel hacking is not. It's not some like shady illegal thing that you're doing in your basement. You're not stealing other people's credit cards. Some people though do get themselves in trouble really fast because they think, oh, I got a free hotel room. What if I can just get 300 free hotel rooms? And then when people get greedy or they try to like buy a whole bunch of gift cards and then sell them on the black market or something, it can get them into a lot of trouble. And there's two rules that we wanna make sure everybody who tries to get into this game knows about. So first of all, always pay your credit card bills off on time. Every month, it should be zero. If you're not in a position yet where you can pay off your credit cards every month in full, this game is not for you yet. Because if you're carrying over a balance, then you have to pay interest. And that's how the credit card companies can afford to give such good rewards on these cards is they are banking that people will not be able to pay it off in full. And if they're charging all of that interest and these cards have some of the highest interest rates of any cards on the market, that's how they can afford to give those rewards. So you don't want to be closing down your free cards, but if there is an annual fee, then I would say, see if you can justify the annual fee if you can't downgrade. If you can't downgrade, then transfer your credit line and then close down the card. And the last two episodes were from our education place. On education, we had Success for Minority Teens with Carlos Gomez. There's actually a book also by the same name. And Carlos just hits it out of the park on this one with what he thinks that minority kids need to be successful. So those that don't know, this is Homie G, also known as Carlos Gomez. And Carlos is a pretty incredible guy. And I want Carlos to talk a little bit about himself. He's very, very humble, so he's not going to brag on himself. But anything that he leaves out, I'll make sure I catch it. So Carlos, go ahead for the listeners that may not know who you are. All right. Listen, I am an immigrant from Mexico, northern Mexico. Came here to the States with my mother and sister, early 80s. Went through the public education system. Had a rough going, growing up. You know, I had a father who was an alcoholic. He's not anymore, and we've since obviously reconciled. And now we're definitely more of a family than ever before. But that was some of the hardships I faced growing up is uh, living in a home where there was some violence. And so I went through that and I had some trauma, of course, from that experience in public school, Eastside San Jose. What can I say, you know, how to make it through that. So elementary was okay. As an immigrant, I thrust myself into the school system and learned English as soon as I could. So I had that going for me, that immigrant hustle that people talk about. Middle school was a wash. It was just a bad experience. I'm pretty sure it's a bad experience for everybody, but on my part, I just had to basically act up and become part of the crowd so as not to be bullied. We could just say it was a wash. And in high school, first year, bad habits, I was behind. I was placed in remedial classes, and I had to push myself, go through summer school, a couple of summers, catch up with my group, my class in terms of math. English. I had teachers that really believe in you and push you, and I had a great coach track and pushed me as well. 
that combination helped me become successful in high school not to make it into the junior college track, San Jose City. I continued the momentum, working really hard, still participating in track to keep me focused. And then went to UC Santa Barbara. As a transfer student, the era of affirmative action, and I had a chip on my shoulder because I always had to you know, convince people there, certain people, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, that I didn't get there because of affirmative action. I worked my butt off. So what I'm saying is, is there ways for people that are listening to exercise their creativity and the itch that they may have that they're not getting at school? Yeah, I would say one of my other ideas I've had recently is mm -hmm. because the way we instruct now, we're instructing now on Zoom, that's another problem we've had, right? We've mm -hmm. had kids not gel to Zoom. I mean, some have thrived and some have not. And so if I were to tell parents who are worried or concerned, how do I get my kid thinking, at least pursuing knowledge, right, in some way, and exercising their brain, like you say, in their own way, give them a big idea. That's what I would say. What's a big idea? Let me give you an example of a big idea, okay? Let's say you get your kid interested in colonizing Mars. You say, hey, you know, this, this guy named Elon Musk, he wants to take 100 people out of time in the spaceship, and we're going to colonize Mars within the next 100 years. What are your thoughts on that? You know, maybe the kid is interested, that, get, that grabs the kid's attention. Where do you go from there? Okay, you go give them the book, The Martian. You let them read The Martian. Okay, where else do you go from there? Maybe you let them see that documentary that's on Netflix on Mars. Maybe they're visual, right? They're not going to read. So give them the Netflix documentary. Point being, point being, because I could go on about how many different ways you can get them to work on Mars, right? Point being is let them pursue something that interests them outside of the school day. It doesn't matter what it is, but make it big enough. Make your idea or proposal to them big enough until they're able on their own to come up with big ideas. Because it's natural instinct for you and I and any grown-up adult to get into a rabbit hole when we are interested in something, right? How many times, Emily, have you gone through a rabbit hole of information on Google or whether that be YouTube and you're just like, oh man, I'm so engrossed in this new thing that I just, right? That's how people learn. And then one of the last episodes that we did this year was our episode on goal setting. We talked about smart goals. This was an episode that I was on solo and we just talked about kind of the framework of what I use when I set my goals. So I hope you enjoy this short clip. As you all know, this is the Minority Money Podcast, where we're changing the complexion of wealth. And today, what we wanted to talk about was goals. We wanted to talk about setting goals. Now, as we're wrapping up, coming close to the end of the year, you know, it's crazy, right? If you really think about it, how, where did the time go? How are we sitting here in November already with less than six weeks left in the year? And we're going to be starting 2022. It's kind of crazy. Like, you know, 2020 happened and with the pandemic and everybody being inside, it kind of just flew by, right? But 2021 has now just flown by. And the reason why I wanted to talk about goals is because this is something that people always try to do. So let's talk about how we can wrap up the end of the 2021 and then get ready to start with our new goals that we're going to set for ourselves in 2022. But as we're wrapping up 2021, some of this stuff you may have had a chance to do, some of it you may not have done, but that's okay. What we want to do is be able to, hopefully you had some goals that you wrote down for the beginning of the year, but if you didn't, then let's try to look at what we can accomplish at the end of this year. But for those of you that did make goals, when you're coming to the end of the year and you just want to always look back, 
And this is something that you should probably be doing on a regular basis is looking back to see how what far like you've to come. Use, and I'll give you resources that I use. I use the Full Focus Planner. Full Focus Planner was something that was developed by Michael Hyatt and his team. Obviously, I'm not getting paid for them by them to talk about this, but I like the Full Focus Planner. It really has helped me stay on track with some of the things that I'm doing. And one of the quotes in the book, as soon as you open the book up, the planner, and that quote is from Michael Hyatt. He says, to accomplish our goals, we must distill our dreams into daily actions. This is why it's so important for us to have smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals. That is the acronym SMART. That stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Why I'm saying this is because I want 2022 for you, for your family, for the first person that you're going to share this episode with, I want 2022 to be your best year ever. You won't have your best year in 2022 on accident. You're going to have your best year in 2022 on purpose, with intention, accomplishing the goals, the smart goals that you set for yourself. What I wanted to do is just get this out to you and let you know that for 2022 to be your year, you have to be intentional about it. You have to be intentional. And being intentional about 2022 starts in 2021. And with that, we will be wrapping up 2021. This is the last episode of the Minority Money Podcast for this year. 2021 has been a hell of a year. We've had many incredible guests. We had a lot of repeat guests. and We've grown the listenership because of you listeners. And I just want to thank you again. Like, I know I get on here a lot and I always say thank you, but I'm really, truly appreciative of everyone that listens to the show. And I hope that you guys are continuing to receive value from this show. And we want to continue to bring on great guests. So please, 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 please be ready for 2022, where we make 2022 your best year. That's right. 2022 is going to be your best year. And it'll start right here by listening to what we have to say in 2022. Until next time, this is Emlyn Miles Mattingly, host of the Minority Money Podcast, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or a CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast, so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here and until next time.